Hey, I am Mustafa Sharif. Thank you for listening to Urbanistica podcast. In the previous episode, episode 33, I was talking to Fred Kent, the co-founder of Placemaking X and the Social Life Project. He was sharing the story of how placemaking become an international movement. And today I have the pleasure to welcome Ethan Kent to share with us the story of Placemaking X as an international network and we're also going to talk about the now and the future of the network. So, Ivan, thank you so much for your time and welcome to Urbanistica podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. How are you doing? Uh, all good. Uh, feeling very lucky. Yeah, we, we're, um, you know, we've uh, had a challenging time, obviously, in New York, uh, uh, but it's also a time to feel more connected to everybody. Um, it's, a, it's a sad time for public spaces, but it's also a time to help us all realize how much they do do for us, how much they've built the relationships and communities that we have um, and how they will play an important role in the re our recovery and reconnection. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a book. It's a big moment to reflect about almost everything in life. Very much. Yeah. 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 Well, Ethan, tell me about you. Uh, how would you like to introduce yourself and what are you passionate about? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm very lucky to get to have worked on public spaces all over the world with amazing people. Um, and I'm really passionate about helping other people get to contribute to their public spaces, get to connect with amazing people that are that share this passion um, and realize that we all know pieces of this, but we're all, the lear learning curve is continuous. How we best learn to work together to shape our public realm is really how do we continue to build a vibrant, viable civilization. Um, and so we see the focus on place and connecting to place and improving it together for increased shared value is the means through which we build the new systems of governance, of development, design, economics um, that can work at many scales. Um, but it's at this small scale, this very human common sense scale, and we build the systems that can be scaled and replicated on many levels. So I, I feel so lucky to I've gotten to work in, in, in over a thousand communities and in 60 countries and and I just you know I've gotten to be in the most you know spirited powerful places uh, that are just so inspiring and have infinite amounts we can learn from and then even more the people that are connected to these places the people that are working to save protect create these places are are some of the wisest you know people from many different disciplines demographics ages sectors. Um, but collectively, they share a passion, and that's so. Placemaking X is really just bringing together a lot of these people in a very natural way to figure out how we can learn from each other better, um, and how we can work together and 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 build a movement together. Yeah. And when when did you start Placemaking X as a network, international network? Yeah. So um, so I've been working in this field for 20, 25 years, really. Actually, um, you know, first when we first started calling the work placemaking um, was actually around when I started. And, you know, that was really a shift from past approaches at Project for Public Spaces where it was just being um, sort of sensitive to user engagement and, you know, experts applying solutions. And when we started calling it placemaking, it was more when we all realized that the community is the expert, that, that we need to learn from, draw out, support the community to be experts, to be leaders. Um, in in the process of shaping their own public spaces to reflect their values and goals, um, and we started to see this as a as a 
is something that could catch on as a real movement and needed to catch on as a movement, you know, at every scale and around a community and globally to sort of turn upside down the shaping of, of cities, of public spaces. Um, and so we, you know, we sort of had conferences, actually some of the first ones were in Seattle and then some in Sweden actually um, has been a real uh, partner in many levels uh, with you and Habitat and the Axum Johnson Foundation there starting to see it as a, as, a, as a global movement and focusing more on the global south, um, thanks to Sweden's leadership in these areas. Um, but we, we started actually around 2013 when we did our first conference in, uh, in Sweden uh, and another one in Detroit, we launched something called the Placemaking Leadership Council, which was a sort of self-organized network of people that identified as leading placemaking networks and movements in their parts of the world. Um, but the goal was always to uh, allow us to start to self-organize. So first it was sort of just a flat network and it wasn't, we weren't really trying to structure it or organize it in any, any direct way except having these conferences in many different parts of the world that again were led by local partners and networks. And, and uh, so, but what we started to see you know, about, and this was really the intention actually, that about five years in was that this network, this, um, you know, these local leaders started to create a movement on their own. And they're all taking it in new directions. There's placemaking organizations, NGOs now all over the world that are all leading with, you know, a certain set of challenges and, and innovating in a certain, uh, in ways that are reflective of their challenges uh, in each part of the world, but also offer a lot to, to learn um, and share with the rest of the world. Uh, so Placemaking X, you know, the, 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 Finding was that it, you know, need to spin off from Project for Public Spaces to be able to highlight and support lots of organizations and lots of leaders all over, and really be a new kind of uh, organization and network that is um, is just facilitating leadership all uh, and facilitating impact um, and, and and learning. Uh, it's not really in some ways it's a professional organization because we want placemaking to be done professionally and you know, with quality and, you know, building on all the learning that's happened and expertise of, of people in many, you know, from many fields. Um, but it also is not meant to compete with um, other fields or professions. It's meant to, bring, you know, bring out the best in all of them and, uh, and disrupt them to an extent, to the extent that they're blocking participation from other disciplines or from communities, um, but also support them in, in collaborating with other disciplines and with, with communities. So you saw that there is a, a kind of uh, a movement in every almost every city, and there was a need to create a, a network that bring together all of them, and yeah. that's how you created the placemaking X as a network, international yeah. network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, and we so we you know we had been helping to facilitate some of these regional networks emerge over the last five years in, in small ways in Latin America and Europe and you know, Australia and Southeast Asia, um, Canada and and but you know but they really and each one is learning from each other. We still don't know exactly how these networks should run and how they should be governed, how formal, how informal. There's always tensions between all of these. And, yeah. uh, and you know, now there's a now there's an, one for Arab placemaking. The Amakan network has just launched. Um, and India and Australia are, are are now launching as well. So it's it's and they're all doing it a little differently, and we're learning as we go. Yeah. So it's an interesting journey on finding the yeah. how this network should be. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You divide the the to leaders and members. What are the differences between in the network? Um, yeah. So the so you know and we're still structuring this too. But that we have we were set up. Um, well, first we had a lot of senior advisors, sort of the people that have really been leading the placemaking movement and shaping it for a long time and helped us guide this and set it up. 
Um, but yeah, the, the focus of the first year was on these regional networks and really uh, identifying the, the handful of leaders in each region that are taking charge of that network. So, you know, celebrating, supporting them, uh, you know, recognizing that we, you know, we can't work with just everybody. We have to work with these people that are, are really taking responsibility and not just being about themselves, obviously, not just being about their organization, but about this more collective, uh, you know, learning and, and networking and impact. Um, and so the, you know, the leaders are, are these people that have really been leading. And, that, uh, and then there's lots of people signing up as advocates um, that are offering to take leadership roles and help in, in different ways. Uh, on, you know, with the regional networks, um, but then also with the sort of the next focus, which will be on the cross-cutting um, issues that unite, you know, or may, you know, maybe relevant to supporting all these regional networks. So there's, you know, a couple dozen different topics or agendas that people are wanting to help lead on, from indigenous placemaking to placemaking with refugees to, um, you know, public health uh, to, you know, to resilience and climate, and you know, there, there's there's many of them that have. You know, in our networks, um, there's you know some amazing solutions, some great, inspiring thought leaders. There's uh, um, uh, you know people asking really big, challenging questions. People with facing big, challenging crises in their communities that you know we want to connect to each other. And frankly, a lot of these people are doing these things alone uh, and aren't recognized in their community or in their discipline as leading. But if you know they are, uh, they want to be connected to a larger global conversation. Um, to facilitate that recognition and the impact that they're capable of. Yeah, and and before it was a lot of traveling, meeting physically other people and exchanging the the knowledge, experience. How is it going now when with all the COVID nineteen situation? Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily, you know, we have we had traveled. You know, actually, right. You know, I, I've I've been going for the last twenty years. I've been going to ten countries and fifty cities every year, and wow. uh, and. Uh, and especially in the last few years, you know, helping support these placement, regional placemaking conferences, uh, and you know, the, and right before this happened, we were all at the World Urban Forum with UN Habitat launching Placemaking X there. Uh, and if it had been a week later, we couldn't have we couldn't have gone. So the plan for this year was to do more digital, uh, you know, sharing and and webinars and more across top, you know, these these agendas, you know, connecting the different um uh, regional networks so it's actually kind of what we were planning on doing and we you know are still learning as we go obviously but this is uh this kind of sharing is the kind of sharing we were planning on doing this year and it's frankly nice for us all to say you know to, to take a step back and reflect and think bigger um slow down a little bit think about what matters most to all of us um um, but then, but then it's particularly powerful to connect with all these people around the world that share these passions that want to be face to face and you know virtually, yeah. and um, and feel how much we all share. You know, the world feels smaller than ever, uh, and the you know the questions are bigger than ever. But they're also we all have more responsibility than ever. The national leaders aren't solving them, and that's creating a void or you know a vacuum for for us all to step up. Uh, and, and create much more leadership on all levels. Yeah, and recently um, the, there was a big international meeting for Placemaking X on uh, digitally. Yes. How, yeah. how, how, was the, how was the experience yeah. meeting all the different people yeah. from different countries? And what was yeah. the topic you were talking about? Yeah, so we just invited um, about 90 the people, the, the, the people leading these regional networks, these 14 regional networks, 
And I think we got 76 of them showing up. You know, a few of the we, we picked a time that was not fair to the Australians <laughs> and, and New Zealanders, unfortunately. And um, uh, yeah, it was, you know, and then every everyone shared what their regional network's doing. And they all have big plans for this year with, you know, in-person conferences or, or virtual ones. Um, and, uh, you know, they're setting up foundations and grants and they're they're uh, you know they're celebrating Earth Day. They're you know they're uh, in action you know, environmental actions all over the world. They're, you know there's the, the innovation is something we could never you know these are ideas we never would have been able to come up with on our own and uh, and they're all sharing them with each other and you know starting to work across networks um, and the, you know again there's people from every kind of background and profession and demographic but they're so passionate to connect with each other and uh, uh, you know and, and learn with each other. Yeah. yeah. So, so life is going on nonstop, nonstop. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going faster than ever. Yeah. Yeah. What is your reflection about the city and the public spaces now during the COVID nineteen? Do you see what what are the values of the public spaces? Well, you know, you know, on a personal level, when I'm out in public spaces in in Brooklyn, I'm more I slow down. I take in more than I had before. I notice people, other people's presence, how they're experiencing them, how they're um, you know, how they may be feeling in these spaces. I feel like we're all appreciating the spaces and each other even more, perhaps, um, because we're slower, because of the, the threat, the questions we're all asking. Um, you can still go to farmer's markets in New York, and they're, you know, beautiful places to be. Um, and, you know, it's also a time, though, to, to be more private and retreat into our homes and our families. And, uh, you know, which is a special time as well. We think about our connection to place beyond our presence in them, uh, our, the ways, the places we most love in the world, the experiences of place we've had, um, and, you know, the connections we've had with our, we connect with our friends around the world virtually, but also often talk about our shared experiences of, of places together and uh, the memories that the, these places have enabled. <clears throat> so that's enabling that kind of reflection. Um, but I also hope that it's enabling us to think bigger, more systemically about what kind of places we can have and how our actions and our patterns and behaviors of use of, of them shape them every day and can shape them permanently going forward. So how we can more consciously, you know, proactively um, practice placemaking to reinvent our spaces. Um, and obviously our streets, you know, are, are, are the, the area, the space of the city that are have long offered the biggest chance for transformation. And now that people are saying they don't necessarily need to be, um, you know, used with the same volumes of traffic, you know, we can rethink these spaces as well. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, COVID-19 is showing us a lot of good examples of how things could be done better in the cities. Yeah, no question, yeah. Yeah, what, what, do you, what is your opinion or what is your thoughts about the smart city, you know, the future city? What is a smart city for you? Um, so good question. Yeah, and uh, this, you know, obviously we're we're trying to bring more common sense and you know human um, participation in 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 spaces. So we think sometimes a smart city can be a, a sort of a threatening or challenging idea to that. Uh, we also think though that we need the technology and can be a disruptive force for for good. For, you know, for making us question and, and think differently and see how spaces can change and will change uh, and um, for better or worse. And we need to proactively 
shape them to reflect our you know the values of of each community. Um, so obviously, I, I think a smart city is one with smart citizens and wise citizens, and uh, and but you know one that that where where they determine how technology um, you know can 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 guide change. Uh, um, but I'm really excited about you know the conversations, the conflict that many smart city technologies can can bring about. You know, from autonomous vehicles. Um, you know, to data collection, to you know, the information. If we're collecting the right information, doing it consciously, per, you know, per, in a participative way, uh, you know, it can really change the way that that cities are used and, and shaped. You know, but you know, obviously, there's there's a lot of big questions that need to be asked, and people there's wonderful pushback on on these things. So it's these the po the points of conflict are the points of potential creativity. Yeah. Do you, Do you think uh, New York is a smart city? I think the brand. <laughs> to brand anything a, a something city is um you know is a little disingenuous or uh but uh yeah i mean i i think you know we're, we're seeing we'll see new york's recovery and how it uh you know how its neighborhoods are, are strong i think it's neighbor a city it's a city that's that's strong because of its strong neighborhoods and small businesses how they are able to come back um you know how we support each other that's that's the most important thing, I think, you know, there's been data that shows after natural disasters, this is different in some ways, but um, that 95% of aid is rendered through existing social capital, you know, and of course, a lot of our social capital is built through our, our public realm, our communities. Um, and so communities that have high social capital that's anchored in place that stays in these places uh, are communities that will have a strong resilience to, to, to bounce back out of this. Yeah. Well, if I go back to placemaking, and uh, I'm also like working a lot actively here in Stockholm with placemaking, and there are so many challenges facing. I'm wondering what are the challenges that you hear from other people globally, the placemaker, what are they facing as a big challenges? Um, yeah, a lot of them, and we've had some calls talking about several of them. I mean, obviously, you know, one big one is homelessness, hom homeless people that are that don't have a place to, to, to be or are, are, you know, have been displaced. Um, and how they can be accommodated in, in, in public spaces and uh, engaged as placemakers, as, 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 as users of the space, um, so they don't feel like they're, they're limiting it for others, perhaps, and, and can, um, can contribute to them in some ways um, is you know, certainly one challenge. Um, you know, there, there are big challenges about how we're going to come out of this, because it, it will change behavior. We will probably have to keep distancing in some ways. Uh, we will have to... Um, you know, worry about certain populations that are more vulnerable. Uh, and so how do we reach out to those populations? How do we still have c deep connections in space when we have to be a little further away from each other? I think there'll be creative ways to, you know, to overcome these, to, to, to use space more consciously, caringly, creatively. Um, and uh, what other challenges? I mean, you know, we're, we're going to be traveling less. Tourism is going to be very different. Uh, you know, you know, I know, and certainly in Europe, uh, over tourism was a big, big issue uh you know we, we we've been wanting to sort of create a movement around place tourism where people see themselves as not just impacting places less but being co-creators of it spending their time and money in ways that are more appreciative more conscious more um you know more connected to places uh and uh you know and, and how how the tourism you know marketing 
can move from just promoting places and cheapening them to actually investing in places they can form by local communities that attract people on the terms of local communities. Yeah. Um, so let's, you know, we can slow down our tourism, but make it, make the tourism money that is spent really valuable to communities. Yeah. 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 Make it more positive. Yeah. Exactly. And sustainable tourism. Yeah. This is an opportunity to really rethink tourism in, in a positive way. And because a lot of it is very extractive and, 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 you know, and, uh, yeah destructive yeah, yeah. well uh, th this moment is a big moment for rethinking about so many different aspects in life if i ask you to summarize like uh, your reflection and thoughts and three takeaway messages to the people who's listening you know as as we've all sort of gone you know perhaps inward and into our homes um you know it's a time to think when we come out you know how do we reinvent our relationship to our public spaces our our communities, you know, our, our shared responsibility locally and globally, um, and how place and placemaking is a means to bring together many causes and solutions, many expert levels of expertise, and um, to collaborate uh, much more creatively, intensively, passionately. Um, you know, whether it's the spaces right in front of your home, you know, you're, you're reclaiming your streets, uh, you know, build, rebuilding local economies and food systems. Um, you know, building the, the great spaces in your city to reflect and build the identity, you know, a new identity coming out of this from your city. Um, and then how we more consciously see our connection to this planet, um, you know, how we how we can reinvent uh, um, the environmental movement, not just as about impacting less, but is creating a positive you know, relationship of people to our places, to each other um, and how it's a it's a flatter form of governance. Uh, we do need stronger governance models at the district level, at the community neighborhood scale. That's where that's where we're going to reinvent democracy and participation and local economies from that scale up. Um, and we need to network this change and the learning that we're all going through as we come out of this. Um, so placemaking X is you know set up to support people in, in this learning, uh, and we we need people's help to figure out how to do this. Uh, but uh, this is we're on a, we're very lucky to be connected to each other and to 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 be on this path together. So I appreciate you appreciate this interview and and thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you so much for giving your time, inspiration, and experience. It's really appreciated. Yeah, my pleasure, Mustafa. So how how will people join the placemaking X? How do so you can go to placemakingx.org uh, and there's a there's an area that you can you know participate and um, and join uh, and also we're you know on lots of social media a lot of it's it's networking on on Twitter Facebook LinkedIn is really working very well um, and Instagram of course um, so so please follow along join the conversation contribute yeah. cool well last question I promise I need three hashtags from you. Three hashtags. Okay. Uh, well, there's one. There's a group of people actually in placemaking Europe that have started one called Places After COVID, which is supporting the conversation of what places should look like, how they should be different after after COVID. Um, placemaking X is a hashtag people can use. <laughs> um, and then placemaking, and you know, and placemaking is a word that is is not necessarily going to go mainstream, but we're trying to create the the sort of the working culture of people trying to figure this out together. And then ultimately, you're creating more of a foundation for a broader place movement. For uh, for you know, place is adding purpose and meaning to space, and it's uh, so this this placemaking X is you know this is we're going to try to do this for a few years, 
and then see how we can start, create a foundation for something more more mainstream and more more accessible to everybody. Yeah, very promising future. Again, thank you so much for your time, and hopefully talk to you soon again. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Urbanistica podcast. Well, don't forget to sign up in placemakingx.org and also forget the social media, the accounts on social media. And also, if you have any story that could make our cities more social, smarter, so contact me. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. I am Mustafa Sharif. Have a good life.